0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real
1: patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Foray. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life, or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger Podcast. So today's episode is a very interesting one because it's with Dr. Jennifer Freed, who is both a psychotherapist and an astrologist, and she has been doing both practices for about 40 years. Now, what I find really interesting about that is typically psychotherapy and astrology kind of fall on two ends of the spectrum, right? Like one is very scientific and the other is typically known as very woo. However, I feel like she was a trailblazer and one of the first to kind of bridge the two together, if that makes sense. So Today in this episode, we go deep into astrology. I loved chatting with her because she is just so knowledgeable and almost like very, she's very methodical about how she explains everything. I think that with astrology, because there's so many elements, like obviously everyone knows their sun sign, but then there's the moon and the rising, and then there's the different planets in your houses. Like, I mean, there's so much to it. And she actually breaks down every single thing for us. She talks about what each of the elements mean. And what's even more interesting is she talks about how we can use astrology in our daily lives and also like to overcome challenges that we may be prone to or show up as our best selves in relationships. And she also talks about how she uses it in psychotherapy clients. So it's a really fascinating episode. If you are one of those people who is a little bit, I guess, on the fence about astrology, or maybe you've been a little bit like, oh, maybe that's not for me. I think this is the episode for you because she just breaks it down in a really, really matter of fact way, which I think everyone will understand and enjoy. And more than that, I think that astrology is one of those things that is essentially just a tool in our toolkit. Like there's so much available to us. It's not that, you know, if you do one thing, you can't do the other. And I just think in order to live a fully optimized life, we have to use the full range of tools that are available to us. So I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. But before we do, let's get to this week's review, which comes to us from Lexi Dandan. And she says, hi, Sif, my name is Lexi. And I want to say thank you for all the hard work that you put out to give us such great content. I feel like this world needs to see and hear more of this than all the toxicity going around. Women from all different backgrounds can benefit from listening to this. And I love that so much. Thank you for all that you do, not only with this podcast, but with social media and your business, you're creating something amazing that I am beyond grateful for. We need more people in the world like you. Thank you, Lexi Dandan. This is like the sweetest review. And I honestly was not ready to read this at 7 a.m. in the morning. So Lexi, if you're listening, thank you so much. This is the sweetest review ever. And you really did make my day. So you guys, if you have a couple of minutes and want to support the show, please, please rate and review the show. You guys have no idea how much this means to me. And it's so easy. All you have to do is open up the Apple podcast app Scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I've deserved it, leave me a five star rating and in the review section, Let me know what you're loving, what you want to see more of, favorite topics, favorite guests, guests you want to see. The more information you can give me, the better. Because my goal is to show up as the best host and continue to improve this show so you guys continue to get a lot of value from it. And the best way for me to do that is to hear directly from you. So please leave me a review. Talk to me on social if you are a podcast listener. I'm always open to feedback and I just really appreciate it. And then last thing, of course, is this week's hot tip, which is our latest product drop, Heartburn. Of course, if you are new to this show, I'm the co-founder of a brand called Array. We do 100% natural supplements. I mean, you've heard me talk about it a billion times, probably if you are following the show, but we just released a product for Heartburn. And let me tell you, you guys, this is incredible. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the founder. The thing is with a lot of over-the-counter heartburn products, they cut off your acid production. Like it is so bad for you because what your body then does is it overcompensates with more acid and it just leads to this like loop of chronic heartburn. So our product essentially balances your body's natural acid production levels. And helps you in the moment and also over the long run. So it's a great product. We also have a limited edition Valentine's day packaging currently, which is about to sell out. So if you want the limited edition packaging, go check it out. And we're just really excited about this product because I've never seen a really beautifully done heartburn product. So if you do get it, obviously tag me. I'm very excited to see. And with that, let's welcome Dr. Jennifer Freed to the dream bigger podcast. I want to start with that, like
1: a rocking good year, August 3rd, 1991. Well, you have Leo at about 10 degrees Mm -hmm. and Jupiter's going into Taurus in May. Mm -hmm. And when Jupiter squares your sun and Saturn is also near to your sun, then you have this great application of discipline, but all this good fortune and things open up.
0: This is so accurate because I feel like my year has been off to like the best start ever. (laughs) It's so good. Even last year, I had a great year last year. I'm like, know what to knock on, but we're knocking on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm like a very positive person, but I was like, oh my God, like imagine what'll happen if I can beat last year. And like this year already,
1: I feel like everything's kind of lined up. So I'm glad my chart aligns to that. Well, let's make it very clear sitting across from you. I can tell a mile away that you work on everything. Yes. <laughs> so effort plus dreaming plus fortune and luck is the magic formula. I love that. You can't leave any one of those out. It's true. You really can't. I feel like all three of them have an equal part to play.
0: Completely. So before we like fully do a deep dive, talk to me about your background because you are a psychotherapist Mm -hmm. and an astrologist and you've been doing it, honestly, since before it was cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. So (laughs) believe me, when (laughs) I was doing psychology as a marriage family therapist and an astrologer on the side, people thought I was a total freaking, you know, Kook! Oh my God! And I, as an Aquarius with Uranus strong in my chart, I was way ahead. I saw that this is going to be an incredibly important tool uh-huh. for humanity's awakening. And people always ask, "Why? Why is it so popular now?" Mm-hmm. Well, y- we have great religions, we have great spirituality, but there's been no system that's lasted thousands of years. That's true. That also gives guidance and empowers people, regardless of gender, race, economic status, etc. And I think astrology is that big umbrella.
0: Mm -hmm. So what happened when you started kind of looking into both? Like, did you go into one before the other? And for the one that you got into second, what drew you into it? It was
1: actually at the very same time I started studying astrology when I was 19 and psychology when I was 19, but they had nothing to do with each Mm -hmm. other. Very separate disciplines. And I was rigorously studying both in my twenties, and then, around age twenty nine Saturn returned,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I found this great teacher, and I brought to a group of therapists together and said, "Let's all learn astrology together to help enhance our practice." And that's when it really dovetailed for me, the psychology and the astrology. And bit by bit, I would become known to people as doing both. So some people would come in for therapy, but they also wanted to know their chart. But I never foisted it on anyone. I'm not an evangelist. It's like people go, well, why should I believe in astrology? I go, you don't need to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for the people that really want this depth of knowledge, their cosmic DNA and the psychological tools, people are all over it. I've never had an opening. So how do you use astrology in your
0: psychotherapy practice? And if someone is kind of interested in astrology and using it in just their day-to-day
1: lives, how can they utilize that? Well, for example, a great astrology reading will give you a map to your soul. It will say, here are your strengths, here are some of your patterns and maybe weaknesses, and here are some of the things you might encounter because they show up in your chart. But as a person trained in psychology and my specialty is social emotional education. Let's say you, for example, had sun square Saturn in your natal chart, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if you do, but that would indicate a father complex, which means that you've had to overcome certain censorship and oppression from the father culture in order to distinguish yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, that's nice to know astrological information, but I can actually help you do that because I know how to actually undo patterns and do trauma work, et cetera. So when you get your reading, you get to pinpoint where the areas of growth are, but then I actually have the skill set to help you do those growth steps. So then do you
0: find that say someone comes to you as a psychotherapy client, okay, and they're dealing with a challenge or like they have some sort of a trauma. Do you usually notice that the patterns are based? Really?
1: Yes. In astrology charts, you can see this. Uh One of two things. This is a chronic issue that they've come from birth with. Right. This is an acute issue that has just occurred and they will be passing through major education time. Interesting.
0: So for the chronic issues, like, is it sometimes like really tough things? And how do you allow people, or like, how do you help people get like through chronic things or help manage it, I guess?
1: Well, I believe anyone on a growth track has what we call chronic patterns. I certainly do. I'm sure you do, even though you're beautiful and young. I'm sure you've already identified a few things that are persistent. Mm -hmm. One thing I know as a psychotherapist is our big issues don't really change. We just get better at them. Mm. So, when you see in a chart, oh, you're going to have a lot of issues managing your anger. That can be very easily shown in a chart. Then you know this isn't just because somebody blew you off in the car. This is something you're dealing with. This is yours to deal with. It's a Mars moon issue. And if that's so, how do we start helping you self-regulate so that you can use that aggressive energy wisely instead of acting out? So you look at the chart and you see, well, what's going on? How can this become a gift or strength? I am an optimist. Mm -hmm. Sagittarius rising. I fully believe that if you are conscious and awake, you can upgrade just like software. If you know you're on like year 2010 Mm -hmm. program, you can upgrade. And the big thing is you've got to have support. You've got to have dedication and you have to want it. You have to want to upgrade because I know people are like, I'm just an angry person. Deal with it. You know, well, that's their bag, but it's not mine. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever come across
0: clients? And I know that it goes beyond just your sun sign. And I I, I really want to ask you about the moon and rising mm-hmm. and planets and all of that. But say someone is like whatever sign. OK, like let's just pick one Gemini. OK, do you sometimes see these clients and you're like, oh, like the, what they're dealing with or like their response to something is such a Gemini
1: type? Or, like, is that a thing? Well, my book, my new book, A Map to Your Soul, is really about the four elements. Mm-hmm. So I don't think if it's so much as a sign, but an element. And I want to explain that to yeah. your listeners. So the fire signs are Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. And those are very dynamic, exuberant, passionate, engaged. Let's do it. Yeah, that's then the me. Earth, <laughs> yeah. The earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Let's really be careful and methodical and cautious and conservative and all of that. And that's very good too. Then we have the air signs, and those are Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. And they are the people that are looking at it from a big point of view. And they're inspirational, and they're aspirational, and they're breathtaking, and they're spacious, and they're independent. And then we have water, Mm -hmm. Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. And those are the big feelers, and the feelers are very tender, and they're very soft, and they're very warm, and they're very nurturing. So when I listen to people, I can tell pretty quickly which element they're dominant in. Interesting. And is that the dominant element is typically like we're talking sun? No, that's a great question. In a chart, you have at least 10 different significators of elements. Wow. Sun, moon, rising, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Chiron, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Uh-huh. All of those might be in different signs. Mm-hmm. So your elements are basically how all of those are charted out. And for example, you seem very fiery. And every one of us leans toward a certain element. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to look at your chart to know that. You can just know, oh, yeah, me too. I'm very fiery. So yeah. my partner's always going, whoa, Nellie. <laughs> like, let's stop and think <laughs> about this. Stop leaping before, you know, right? but my partner is a woman and she's very watery. And so for me, it's like, okay, we're just feeling this now and then we'll get through it. You know, we've had to learn a lot because we're not made the exact same way. And the whole point of this beautiful partnership, this Mm -hmm. divine partnership of everyone here together is let's understand each other and bring out the best in each other.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that astrology is this tool in our toolkit, which I think we have access to. And Mm -hmm. I'm someone who believes in like, if in order to live like an optimized, really like our best life, I think we need to use whatever tools we have available to us and take like, you know, make ourselves the best version of ourselves based on those pieces of information. So I was scrolling TikTok the other day And I stumbled upon a video actually from one of my friends, shout out Bailey. And she did a before and after of her face after not drinking alcohol for 30 days. And you guys, I'm calling this out on this episode because the difference was so crazy. Her skin looked brighter. Her eyes looked brighter. And of course, I know this from firsthand experience because I, you know, over December and most of January, I was in drinking. I spent four years not drinking. And I love going through periods of time where I don't drink a drop of alcohol because I just want to reset my system because, you know, even if we enjoy the occasional drink at the end of the day, alcohol is a toxin and it's just good to take breaks from it, in my opinion. So, um, and actually science's opinion too. So the key I feel like to enjoy socializing and just all social obligations without feeling like you're missing out on alcohol is getting a drink that you really, really enjoy. Okay. And that is where Monday's non-alcoholic craft spirits come in. Okay. So Monday is this incredible brand and they have these incredible non-alcoholic craft spirits, including mezcal, gin, and whiskey, which provide the look, feel, and most importantly, taste of your favorite beverage. So you can enjoy your mezcal, margarita, or old-fashioned while knowing that you're actually doing good for your body. Maybe, you know, you're trying to cut down on your alcohol intake. I know that a lot of people go out on weekdays and they don't want to drink so this is a great option for people like yourself if if that is one of you I personally don't drink on weekdays and so I love turning to non-alcoholic cocktails because I think that it's just a really really good replacement for uh, an otherwise alcoholic cocktail so super excited about this brand partner. And I think you guys will love their products. So Monday has a special offer for you guys. Visit drinkmonday.co slash dream bigger for 15% off your order. That's drinkmonday.co slash dream bigger for 15% off your order. Enjoy.
1: Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcast. One of the things I'm really clear about, there's no shame in feeling stuck, despair, depression. If you are there, it means you need more support and help. I've been depressed. I've had hard times. Mm-hmm. The thing I see about you and me is we're not letting it stop there. That is not a sentence. Yeah. A bad week, month or a couple of years doesn't mean this is your life's results. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With you. So the thing is to have this conviction, which I have because I've worked with thousands of people and seen them break through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You've got to want it and you've got to have support. No one ever does this alone ever. I'm absolutely with you, even just from like a business standpoint,
0: which isn't related to this. But my husband and I have like we always use this phrase, like, get help. So when we're stuck on a problem or it just feels like we just can't figure it out, it's go get help. And that's like in a business standpoint. And it's true, like in our personal lives as well, like whatever issues we're dealing with, we need the support to be able to kind of get to the next step sometimes.
1: OK, well, I just had this profound epiphany okay. on your show. The tagline for 2023 needs to be get help, give help. I love that. It's true. I know it astrologically. We're all in need of help and we all have something to offer. And we know from science that when you're helping people from a pure hearted place, your immunity rises, your attitude rises. And give people the opportunity to serve you. There's nothing to be gained by white knuckling it or being in denial. Yeah, it took me a while to learn that, but (laughs) it's true what you're saying.
0: So, I want to actually zoom in on a couple of things that you've said. Number one, you mentioned Saturn return right at the beginning of this episode.
1: And what does that mean? So a Saturn return happens about when you're 28 to 31. And what I'm it in means, mine. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm 31. You're right in it. <laughs> you are so in it. So it is... Literally, when Saturn returns to the sign that it was in when you were born. Oh, wow. And that happens every 28 to 31 years. Uh So it also happens 58 to 61. But the first Saturn return is actually, astrologically speaking, it denotes adulthood. The first part of your life was written for you by other people your parents, your culture, etc. When you are 29 to 31, it is your golden opportunity to write your own script and to know there's no one to blame. Do you feel like when people
0: are going through a Saturn return that there is like big changes
1: in the way, I don't know, in just them as a person, like as a personality? Completely depends. There's two approaches to a Saturn return. You're clearly in the first one I'm going to (laughs) describe. When Saturn is returning in your chart, 28 to 31, you can get this feeling like it's time. I've got to grow up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make my mark. Mm -hmm. And the first phase of that is I've got to pay some dues. I got to get some stuff together The partying part of my life has to take a little back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If I want to make something of this life, Mm -hmm. that's number one approach. Mm -hmm. Number two is I freaking hate any responsibilities. I'm work averse. I don't want to do anything. I still want to be taken care of. Those people, and I know this for a fact, I know a bunch of them, are miserable. (laughs) Saturn rules depression. So if you don't do the work, you're depressed. And so, a lot of young people that are rightfully fed up with this world and all the structures, I get it. But the resolve isn't so just be apathetic and sit on the sidelines and get really high and just waste time. The real call here is make it a better world. You're all smart, you've got the tools, you've got the digital, you've got extraordinary connectedness. Mm-hmm. Do something better than we've done, please. I feel like over the last two
0: years has been actually since I was 28 to 31, you said. Mm -hmm. That's literally when we launched our company. And I feel like it's been the time with the most growth for me. It's like, I don't know, like things really shifted. I feel like I came into my own. It, It just like,
1: I don't know, things moved, I feel like. Well, that's lovely of you to credit things moving, but I can promise you, you moved. So in other words, we're always getting signals from the divine of our knowing. Mm -hmm. Pick this up. Do this. Try this. Some of us are really stuck and stubborn. I've been that person. And then we don't do it. And then we're like, God, I'm so bored. I'm so depressed. But you went, oh, things are calling to me. I'm moving on them. Yeah. Please really make sure to let people know the effort it's taken for you to become who you are. Because you look beautiful and relaxed and you have these great products that I'm going to take called Calm or whatever. But the truth is, this is an extreme orchestra of details you and your partner have put together to put this out there.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's I cannot take away from the hard work. It's been laborious to say. It's like having a
1: child and then, you know, having twins. And then on top of that, having an adopted child. Yeah. That's that's starting a business. (laughs) It's true. It's a lot. Yeah. So I also
0: want to talk about the different planets because you said that there's Jupiter and Mars and yeah. all of these different planets. Now, when we look at astrology, like say someone's just interested, I think that, like, typically what we hear about is sun, moon, rising, but the planets, like all of those details, yeah. is not something people are typically familiar with. So, could you just give us like a quick breakdown of yeah. what all these planets are and yes. what they mean?
1: So, every single person has in their chart the following. Uh-huh. Your sun sign, which you typically know, which is your basic sense of identity. Yeah. Your moon sign, which is your innermost needs, Uh non-negotiable needs. Your rising sign, how you appear to other people, what your social persona is. Then you have Mercury, how you think, communicate, and listen. Venus, what are your relational values? How do you attract people? How are they attracted to you? Mars, how do you get things done? Jupiter, how do you learn and grow and seek knowledge? And how do you attract good fortune? Saturn, discipline. How do you actually structure your life to manifest what you want? Chiron, what's your wound? Where have you been wounded that is going to give you access to healing and then healing others? Uranus, where are you a source of liberation and innovation? Neptune, where do you tap into dreams and the unconscious? And Pluto, how do you transform? Those are all contained in a person's chart, and they're all in a geometric relationship to each other, and they all might be in different signs. So learning astrology as I have takes like a graduate school education. Yeah, that's insane. You need to know the mythology, the psychology, the mathematics. So when you get an app, which I love Channing Nicholas's app, everybody get that, it can give you a lot of education. But to study astrology is just taking the deepest dive into the human mysteries and the perfect geometry of existence. That is so fascinating. So, what if someone doesn't know their birth time, though? It's okay. If you don't know your birth time, put in 12 p.m. The only thing that will not be accurate is your rising sign. Really? Yeah. And the moon changes every bit, too. It could also be your moon. But Uh you'll have a sense if you talk to any good astrologer what your moon sign is. There's also something called chart rectification. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are experts that help you figure out your birth time based on your life experiences. So you can do that, too. But I would say if you can just put in 12 p.m., you're still going to know your sun, your Mercury, your Venus, your Mars. And there's a lot to learn even there. That's really fascinating. Yeah, because for me,
0: apparently it's 4 a.m. that I was born, but it could be like, you know, it's not exactly the, the time. That's like what my my parents both said that it was we think it's 4 a.m., but like they have to find my birth certificate somewhere. Right. So, like so does annoyed. this
1: mean that you have a cancer rising? I think so. Hold on. Let me, yeah. Let me yeah. Look up, up your ch- pick it up right away and we'll see. But this I think so that would mean you have a cancer rising. If I think you are actually correct,
0: but I'm going to I know that I have cancer in my chart somewhere. I'm opening it. Yeah. Up it right would
1: now. be great to know your sun, moon, rising. Then we can riff on that for all your fans. I mean it's it's just so
0: interesting and I feel like there is so much Okay, here we go. Yeah. Rising cancer. That's Wasn't correct. that
1: amazing how I knew that? Yeah, how did you know that? Again, study <laughs> people. <laughs> you have to memorize what time of day. There's a lot to it. Yeah.
0: So how did you like like what is that? What does it mean when someone has a cancer rising?
1: It means that you have an extraordinary ability to nourish people with your presence and that you've got a lot of maternal nurturing energy that comes through your eyes. And I feel that. And also that if people are mean to you, it really, really hurts your feelings because it's just not how you roll. So it's interesting with the
0: mean thing. It used to be something that I struggled with when I was younger. I'd really take it personally. Now, not so much anymore. I feel like oh, I feel badly for them because they must be going through something like to project that onto someone else. So I well, feel that's like a,
1: such a good maturity.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, I remember when I was in high school, though, it would like really impact
1: me. But then over time, I think like it just kind of rolls off my back. Well, again, credit yourself. I watch a lot of how you're like, I don't know how it happened. You, you worked on it. <laughs> you went, I'm not letting these people take me down, you know, and especially being a public figure. I get mean stuff all the time, especially astrology, people make fun of me. And all I do is love and delete. Love yeah, and delete. Totally, There's totally. no point even talking about it. Well,
0: the thing is, I think of when I was younger, right? Or like in a darker place, right? And I would be mean or like say mean things, like say things behind people's backs. And I remember who I was back then or what I was going through. And I was like, I wasn't in a good place in my life, you know? And I think I had this profound realization that. Anyone whose opinion I actually care about isn't out there like talking shit about people. You know what I mean? Like if I think about like Oprah, do you think Oprah's gossiping about people? You know what I mean? Like she's not like that. And so if those are the people I look up to, then I don't need to care about like people who are just saying mean things because they're in a bad place.
1: Yes. It's very simply said like this. A teenager taught me this. Hurt people hurt people. Totally. Happy people help people. Exactly. So just choose. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Because I remember
0: I used to be really impacted by it, and I'm constantly doing work around it. Because if I ever feel like oh, I got rejected from something, then I feel like it's a reflection on who I am, and like that I've fallen short. But I have to like constantly work on the fact that that's not true, or whatever, you know. So
1: rejection is such a great invitation for self love, isn't mm -hmm. it?
0: Yeah, it's it just
1: pushes you right into do you stand for you or not? Are you going to let someone else's whatever mm -hmm. determine your mood? your worth, can't let it. Yeah, it's true. So I want to go back to sun,
0: moon, rising. Mm -hmm. So if someone has, or I guess like more elements, what are the qualities or like, I guess, what are the challenges of people in different elements? Great,
1: great question. For fiery people like you and I, we need to learn to be more grounded, be more thoughtful, less impulsive, and not burn too hard and wear ourselves out Mm -hmm. it's just like fire yeah for earth people they need to learn to be less stuck less rigid less cautious and learn to open up and let the wind come in and move them a little Mm -hmm. for air people they need to learn to be less talkative listen more Go more into their heart, less into their head. Mm -hmm. And they also need to learn how to anchor what they're saying so people can understand them. They're not too distant. And for water people, they need to learn how to manage their feelings. So for highly sensitive water people, they will have a day where they don't even want to get out of bed because they don't know how to manage their sadness, their fear, and so water, it's really an opportunity to say, I am not my feelings. I'm the host of my feelings. I'm in charge of my feelings and learn how to bracket. I actually
0: love that this, this last tip of yours for water science specifically, but I think that everyone can learn from this because... I think that emotions are such an interesting thing, right? And like sometimes we're just kind of overtaken by it, right? But this trick that I learned, I forget from which book I picked this up, but it was naming my emotions. Mm -hmm. So like, because that allowed me to distance myself and just realize that it's something, it's a
1: visitor that comes and goes, you know? Yes, there's a phrase in social emotional education, name it to tame it. They have found that if you label a name, your emotions. It's called emotional granularity as specifically as you possibly can. It engages the neocortex, which is the more dispassionate and objective part of your brain.
0: Yeah, it's really helped me personally. Like, I think it's like a nice little trick to have in our...
1: And here's another one I'll share because I'm not like the most watery person, but I can like anybody be just bowled over by sadness or Mm -hmm. fear. I'll just take a break, lay on my bed and go bring it bring the feeling full on. Like instead of move away from it, bring it, bring it, bring it. And I say out loud, let me feel all of this and I'm willing to change. And I don't know what it is about just saying bring it and I'm willing to change. It lasts much shorter than if I'm trying to push it down, push it down, drink coffee, get out. You know, I Completely agree with you because sometimes
0: I think we have to process what's happening in order to like move past it quickly. Whereas if we're just pushing it down or trying to kind of sidestep it, it's still happening, you know, and it's just there looming at the surface, like trying to get out, but it can't. And so I
1: feel like you just deal with it for so much longer. That's exactly right. What we resist persists. If you are pushing down the jack in the box, it will come up over and over again, and usually in the most inopportune times. Yes.
0: Yes, 100%. I feel like everyone could probably relate to this. (laughs) So talk to me about relationships. And is there any like compatibility when it comes to different elements, like kind of
1: going well together or not? Well, that's the most common question because everyone wants love. Yeah. (laughs) Let's start with that. So the real answer is the only criteria for a good relationship is healthy people. I love that. I have not found any correlation between, oh, I'm a this and I'm a that, and therefore we go together. That's the most superficial idea of compatibility. As you know, being married Mm -hmm. and committed and working together, it's all about the minutiae. How do we speak to each other? How do we look at each other? How do we talk about conflict? So astrology cannot tell you who you're going to be compatible with. What it can say if you do your own work, your own chart, is what are your obstacles to being fully intimate and work on those. And I guess what
0: that denotes is how you speak to the other person, like your own trauma and how you move past it in order to show up as a good partner.
1: Yes. And also, again, women, at least over a third, I'm going to say half of us, have suffered abuse or assault or some trauma or racism, sexism, homophobia, whatever you name it. Yeah, something or the other. Okay, right? Trauma box. And it's not just that we've been traumatized. It's that we are with a partner It can hold space for us. We are not problems to be fixed. Women in particular, men too, Mm -hmm. don't want people getting in their business and trying to make them different. Mm -hmm. If you have somebody that just can listen to you and you can describe what you're going through without projecting on them, things heal pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So wait, I want to go through my chart because I want to know what. Of course you do, Leo. (laughs) Let's talk about you. What I'm curious about is like, what is my biggest challenge? Well, can I look at your chart? Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Now looking at your chart. All right. So you have Mercury, Venus, and Mars. I believe in Virgo. Oh, your moon's in Taurus like mine. No wonder I liked you immediately. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's okay. do it. A moon is exalted in Taurus. Mm-hmm. The moon is what you need to be emotionally fulfilled. A Taurus moon is an Earth moon ruled by Venus. What you need is beauty, sensuality, consistency, touch, affection, and good food. This is this is like, so, I right. mean, you just kind of
0: summed me up with everything that you just said.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good now. Next time my husband says I'm high maintenance, I'm telling him I'm Taurus moon. Yeah. That's the thing. If people knew each other's moon signs, you can just cut the crap and get right to nourishing us the way we want. (laughs) I had to teach my partner a lot about like, you know, rubbing my head, touching my feet, saying things out loud, getting the kind of foods I wanted. But here's the bottom line. Taurus moon or any moon, if they feed us what we want, we'll give them what they want. Oh, totally. Yeah. Completely. We're generous. Okay. But your chart, here's your big challenge. You want to hear it? hmm So you have Saturn opposite your Mars, Mercury, and Venus in Virgo. Nearly opposite. It's kind of like an in conjunct or... I want to get this just right. You have an aspect between Saturn, Mercury and Venus. So what that means is you have to work doubly hard to make sure that you feel heard and that your values are honored. So this is a lifetime of coming in with a lot of challenge to believe that what you wanted and what you talked about mattered. And no kidding, why are you doing this? Because you need to be heard. So the great news for you is in 2023, Saturn is going to transit opposite Mercury and Venus and Mars. This is gonna give you an opportunity of a lifetime to be known as an authority. So you wanna work all this year to be very clear, what is it you wanna be known as an authority in? And that's your challenge. Now, when I say challenge, this doesn't come like gravy. This means applied effort. So, for example, you gave me these beautiful products. You have this incredible show. You have to get very clear. If by the end of 2023, I want to be known as an authority of, Mm -hmm. what is it? Go after it. Because that's the year you're going to have. And then you have the good fortune to go with it. So that's one thing. Let's see if there's anything else. You've got your son and Leo. Let's see what Neptune's in. No? Yeah. Okay. So... Any questions on that? No, that's just
0: really, really fascinating. Yeah. Because I also feel like it's aligning that way. So it's just interesting that you'd say that.
1: So do you want to announce now what you want to be the authority on by the end of
0: 2023? Ooh, oh my God. I've not given it a good thought yet. Okay, Um, do think
1: about it then. Don't Don't be impulsive. Okay, okay. Get it really clear and then go for it with all your might. Okay. So the other thing I notice is you have... Also, a tension between Uranus and the sun, which means you are a pioneer, you're a trendsetter, you have to be unafraid to not fit in. No fitting in for you. (laughs) Yeah, I never fit in. (laughs) But I think it's really great because the people that don't fit in carve the path. I agree. And I think it's taken me
0: a while to like come to terms with that about myself. Like, I mean, I'm fine with it now, but I remember I really struggled with it when I was younger because I was like, what are people going to think about me? Because I was always kind of a weirdo and I tried to conceal that part of myself. But, you know, as you grow older, you kind of embrace Normal things. is
1: totally overrated. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what I figured out today came to me in a blast. To be truly creative is to mean risk. If you are only doing what's safe, you're just repetition. So creativity is about risk. And that means failure has to be as good an answer as success. Fail fast and regroup and do the next best thing. And any entrepreneur or creative knows this. You cannot do what other people do because that's just repetition. Yeah. I, I mean, just so well said. So tell us about your buck. Okay. Well, it's a best selling book. Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop and Random House published it. Incredible. And it's called. Yeah. Gwyneth is a good friend and a support. And I've done a lot of work for their organization. But this book, A Map to Your Soul, is a follow up to my first bestseller, Use Your Planets Wisely. And this book is about how to live a fully expressed life. My conviction is every single person is here to live it all. Mm -hmm. And this book will show you where you might be lagging and where you can soar. And the coolest part about the book is it's 12 chapters and lots of inventories and exercises to do with friends, lovers, family to get much closer to them. But by the time you've done this book thoroughly, maybe it could take six months or a year, you will have access to many, many, many more sides of your personal self-expression. Okay. This is so fascinating and I'm really excited to dive in. So what are the kinds of things that people will learn here? Like, well, they'll learn when they walk into a room, how they're being perceived and how to deal with that and change that if they want. They'll learn how to honor their values and live a value-driven life. They'll learn about communication skills and how to be a truly great speaker and listener. They'll learn about how to create a home that reflects all the four elements. They'll learn about how to have a sustainable love life, and a creative path that actually works for your type. They'll learn about healthy habits and also vices and how to undo them. They'll learn about partnership. They'll learn about sexuality. They'll learn about belief systems. Goes on and on. Oh, my it's a God. Pretty, this is, I'm it's so It's the only excited. criticism on this book is it's got a lot in
0: it. Oh, I'm so excited. So you mentioned habits, which people can find out in this book. Are certain habits better for certain elements than others? Completely. Yes, of course. Okay, so give me an example. Like, what about yourself? Okay, well,
1: fiery people need to do... So we're both fiery. Yes. Okay, Okay. fiery fiery people for habits need to do two things really strongly. Expel the fire, Mm -hmm. cardio every day of some kind, Mm -hmm. and grounding, anchoring activities that slow the roll and drink tons of water. We more than most people. Can I just tell you about the water thing? Yeah, it's okay. So
0: I had breast reduction surgery in like earlier last year. Okay, and I was going in for surgery for the first time. You're not allowed to drink water. By the time I got in for my surgery, I swear to you, I was almost passed out. Like it's crazy, and I always say that I'm someone who always needs so much more water than the average
1: person. Yes. Well, think about fire. Yeah. Like we are all made of elements. Yeah. If you've got a lot of heat, Uh you need a lot of cooling. The water is cooling. Whereas if you are air, you need to be brought down to earth. You need, instead of like to be peddling on a, machine, Mm -hmm. reading the paper, listening to podcasts, you know, like people do. You actually should take a walk in nature and not be plugged into anything. Okay, I'm telling my husband this, okay, because he's air. He's an Aquarius, right?
0: That's air. Yeah, me
1: too. So we we live in our heads and they're glorious places to be. But if you actually want healthier life, you've got to work with your strength and add stuff on. So we don't need more mental stimulation when we're exercising. (laughs) Yeah, that's really fascinating. Okay, so then tell me about the habits for earth signs
0: and water signs too.
1: Okay, so earth signs tend to be slow and sluggish. Mm -hmm. They need to eat more kind of stimulating foods, if you will. So they need to, in the Ayurvedic, they would need to eat more spicy foods Mm -hmm. or like fiery foods to get their metabolism going. And then they also would need to do more like weightlifting or something vigorous that gets their whole body going. The thing about earth signs is they tend to be more sedentary and sluggish. So they need to have a regular routine of firing up their body. And they also need to do a lot of breathing, you know, all the breath work like that. And water signs, they need movement, dance, celebration, picture it like this, like think of water. And it's really when it's stagnant, it's no good. Totally. But they don't need like some, you know, fiery people to do a lot of cardio, but gosh, just interpretive dance or Sufi dancing, prayer that's danceful, you know, things like that. And also when you're a water sign, you need to not go really deep into the sweets and the caffeine because you're really unstable anyway, emotionally.
0: Wow. That is so interesting. Okay. I'm so excited to dive into your book. Great, I'm going to learn all of it. (laughs) And yeah, I'm I'm super excited. So every time I have a guest on, I like to end the show with a rapid fire. Great. I love rapid fire being fire. Just go. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. So number one, outside of your own, because I know you have a book, what is a book you recommend to people wanting to connect with their soul?
1: Awe, by Docker Kentler. Okay, t- tell us about it. <laughs> it is a book on the research that's determined that if you live a life of awe, uh-huh. A-W-E, you're much happier.
0: Oh, my God, I love that. I'm definitely going to pick that up. Okay,
1: what is a practice you recommend to your clients to ground themselves? Well, I do Qigong every single day, and that's a movement meditation. And my teacher, his name is Paul, Mm -hmm. and he has taught me for the last 15 years. And it's an incredible practice because for me, fire, I like not sitting still. Mm -hmm. So it's movement and moving the energy. And how long do you do Qigong for? I do Qigong for anywhere from five to 50 minutes a day, depending, but I don't miss a day. Very cool. Okay. So last question, what's the biggest misconception people have about astrology? Well, one, that you should live your life by it. Life comes first, everything Mm -hmm. else after. And second, that you could know anything about somebody by their sun sign alone. It's so much more complex as we all are. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Jennifer. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Dr. Jennifer Freed at Substack, because now I've started that. It's so fun. And also, Dr. Jennifer Freed on Instagram, and then my website is jenniferfreed.com. And if you subscribe, you get lots of free things just because I like to communicate. Amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sifhider. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people. Learn and unlearn and have a lot of fun. See you next week.